Christian opened his eyes, only to be blinded by the bright light dangling from the corrugated roof. Shifting his weight to turn away, he felt the floor flex beneath him. He raised a hand towards his aching jaw, smacking himself in the face with a heavy boxing glove. Piece by piece, things started coming back to him. He and his partner had been sparring. Losing miserably, he had gone in for a reckless uppercut and missed. He remembered his opponent winding up for a left hook and then blackness. Finley's unpleasant visage appeared above him. The twenty-four-year-old Scott was built like a tree trunk, his shaven head almost as knobbly and unsymmetrical as one. He had a flat nose, which tended to change direction with each visit to the gym. Get up, you girl, he taunted in his rasping Glaswegian accent. Groaning, Christian sat up in the centre of the ring. You're supposed to be teaching me, not just beating the shit out of me. Finley shrugged, the muscles moving beneath his skin, weirdly reminding Christian of his date the night before, the young constable shifting in her sleep under the sheets when he snuck out of her room. I am teaching you, Finley told him with a smile. Next time, you'll duck. You're a prick, you know that? Chuckling, Finley pulled him to his feet. How do I look? Christian asked in concern, as he intended to take their attractive co-worker out again after their run of night shifts. Wonderful, grinned Finlay. A bit more like me. Christ, you should have just put me out of my misery, Christian told him, earning himself another winding blow to the kidneys. Almost three years younger than his partner, Christian was the polar opposite of his appointed best friend a handsome and popular young man. He wore his sandy hair in a shoulder-length style, like the pop stars off the television. He was intelligent when he wanted to be, but was lazy and more concerned with chasing women than criminals, if truth be told. The two men did share some common ground, however. An army brat upbringing, an uncanny ability to attract trouble, and a shared aversion to their new chief. Come on, shift starts in an hour mumbled Finlay, undoing his gloves with his teeth. Let's see what utter bollocks the boss has in store for us tonight. I know this might sound like utter bollocks, started DCI Milligan through the hanging haze of smoke that mimicked the smoggy Scottish capital outside. The arching pole of ash clinging to the end of his cigarette finally snapped off, dropping onto his trousers. Maybe it sounds like bollocks because it is bollocks, suggested Christian. Milligan wiped the ash into a grey smudge and turned to Finlay. What's he saying? Finlay shrugged. Milligan turned back to Christian. Can I understand you, son? What country are you from again? Essex, replied Christian. Milligan watched him suspiciously for a moment before continuing. You two shites are on surveillance of the shipyard tonight. End of. Can't French and Wick do it? complained Finlay. No, replied Milligan, who was rapidly growing bored of their company, because French and Wick have been posted at the truck stop. Where the deal is actually going to take place, huffed Christian. Milligan either ignored or didn't understand him. This is a waste of time, said Finlay. In which case you two idle shits are going to get paid for sleeping in a car park all night. Everybody wins. You are excused.
but you are excused. At 7.28 p.m., Finlay pulled up outside one of the side entrances to the shipyard. Parking inches from the metal gates, they had an unobstructed view of the floodlit warehouses. A wall of multicolored cargo containers stacked like giant Lego bricks. And a lone forklift truck abandoned for the night, their reflections trembling in the dark river Clyde beyond. The first raindrop struck the windscreen, blurring the colors together distorting shapes like paint running on a canvas. They watched the shower intensify into a torrential downpour while they tucked into their wimpy burgers and first warm beers of the night, a stakeout tradition, much like the department's unmarked Ford Cortina. After 11 years of service, the clapped-out vehicle was probably as recognizable to Glasgow's criminal element as a patrol car with the sirens blaring. But who are they to argue with the wisdom of those higher up the food chain? Why is it, started Christian between mouthfuls, that us two always get the shit jobs? Politics, Finley told him wisely. Sometimes you just need to know who's arse to kiss in this job. You'll learn. Plus, I'm pretty sure Milligan's a horrible racist. I'm from Essex. Finley decided to change the subject. How's it going with the hairdresser? She found out about the masseurs. Oh, said Finlay, taking another bite of his burger before continuing. Client of hers? Sister of hers? Ah. So, how's it going with the masseurs? Didn't take kindly to me seeing the constable. Right, so, how's it? It's going well, said Christian. I'm taking her out again on Thursday. I think that Mistress of the Apes flick is one of the pictures. Finley raised his eyebrows, but didn't vocalise his concerns over his friend's appalling choice of date movie. He reached into his shirt pocket and proudly produced a cassette tape. No, come on, not status quo again, complained Christian. Please, not quo. The clunky mechanism swallowed it whole, and hissed a static prelude through the speakers. It was quo.